If you have your Bibles this morning, and if you don't have one, uh, feel free to uh, look in the pew. There's probably one in, uh, in front of you somewhere. If not, just I will try to read these verses to you. Uh, the book of Leviticus, uh, chapter 1. Uh, so if you want to open up towards the front of your Bible and uh, mark in the book of Leviticus, uh, chapter 1, uh, and hold that for just a moment, and let's turn over to the uh, New Testament in the Gospel according to Mark, uh, chapter 1. So again, if you want to turn to Leviticus, chapter 1, uh, and hold that spot for just a moment, uh, and then we'll turn over into the New Testament uh, to the Gospel of Luke, uh, excuse me, the Gospel according to Mark, uh, and we'll begin uh, in the first chapter there also. So again, Leviticus chapter 1, uh, and in Mark chapter 1. And as you're turning those two places, I want to read this morning just one verse found in the book of Mark chapter 1, uh, and that is uh, the, the very words that, uh, that have been coming to me over and over and over uh, these last few days. And I want you to think about something. There's a difference if I speak something into existence versus Jesus speaking something into existence. Folks, we believe that Jesus was God in the flesh. We believe that. And if God could say, let there be light and light was, think about how quickly things can change in a person's life just by simply the words coming from God. Jesus, throughout His ministry, He would speak things and things would happen. So my question this morning would be to you is that, you know, what has God spoken unto you? But I want you to listen to the last part of that 41st verse that says... I will be thou clean. This morning, I hope that every one of you here this morning have heard those words spoken to you that Jesus said, well, I will for you for be thou clean. Let's turn back into the Old Testament, Leviticus chapter 1, if you mark that spot there. What does it mean to be clean? We're going to go back into the New Testament. We're going to talk about what happened there to the leper that was sick. And Jesus had to say, I will be thou clean. But I wonder how many people roam this earth, how many people very well, even right here this morning, have never heard those words to them, I will be thou clean. You may have heard them spoken to someone else or maybe somebody else has experienced that. But the question is, what about you this morning? Have you heard those words, I will be thou clean? Leviticus chapter 1, and as you study the book of Leviticus, there was one of the five that's going to talk about this morning. It talks about the five offerings made unto the Lord. Now this morning we're going to read about a burnt offering that's going to be made unto the Lord. As a matter of fact, I'll go ahead and read Leviticus chapter 1 and let me just read to you the ninth verse. Remember, Jesus spoke unto the leper and said, I will be thou clean. Leviticus chapter 1 and verse 9, but it says, And his inwards and his legs shall he wash in water. Talking about a cleansing that's happening there. And the priest shall burn all on the altar to be a burnt sacrifice an offering made by fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. So again, we're talking about how that there's an inward part of a man. I'll read that to you again. But his inwards and his legs shall he wash in water. In other words, there's a cleansing that happens inwardly. 
To all of you that hear me this morning, I want you to know something I deeply am convicted about. I believe that the immorality of us is not just a cleansing of a, like what we would call a shower of the cleaning of our lives or the outward flesh. It's an inwardly cleaning that we all stand in need of. It's the heart of a man. I look at these children and I, I, I'm, I'm pretty tenderhearted when it comes to these little ones as they grow up. But as every parent has ever found out very quickly, the human nature of us that we are born and conceived is to sin. That's just our nature. Doesn't I won't say it doesn't make us bad people. It does make us a bad people. It makes us a sinful people is what it does. But I want you to know something that under this Levitical law that anybody that committed sin, that there was an inward washing that happened. But he also says, and he says, and his legs shall he wash in water. Now, in other words, we, we're going to talk about the sacrifice of Jesus and how that, that he cleanses his, uh, the, the, the ultimate sacrifice of man and this offering that was made unto God. And I believe that not only does he clean the inward part, but the legs represent that of his lifestyle or, let's word it different, the walk of a man. Do you believe this morning that when a person is saved that their walk in this world changes? Absolutely do I believe in that, folks. When you get saved, your life is going to change. And you change to be like Jesus. I've not achieved that goal yet, and I don't mind telling you that. I have not achieved that, but I'm telling you my desire is to be Christian or to be Christ-like. And in that, it's to be closer to Him. But it all begins with Jesus speaking, I will be thou clean. I don't know, a summer or two ago, I remember in a revival, I was reading a verse found in the book of Leviticus chapter 6. When we talk about the burnt offering, I want you to listen to this verse in the 6th chapter of the book of Leviticus, chapter 13. Now this burnt offering, in other words, people had to have, there was a consumption that happened. What do you do with a fire? What do you do with that? The whole purpose of a fire is to heat its fuel, but it also consumes things. Let me ask you this. Wood before it's burned and wood after it's burned, are they the same thing? No. You know that. What happens is you take wood, you burn it, it turns into an ash, it is different. Folks, anybody that has ever been saved by the grace of God or in the power of the resurrection of the cross, their life is going to change. There's a change that happens. Leviticus chapter 6 and verse 13 says this, The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. Now this morning when I, I read that verse to you because all of those talk about a burnt offering unto the Lord. When Jesus was crucified, I believe that that was the ultimate sacrifice that human beings have ever known to reach God. And I believe this. God was satisfied with the sacrifice of Jesus. But the thing about this altar or this, this burning fire that was there is that it never goes out. To all of my dear brothers and sisters, aren't you glad today to know that, that there's an altar that we can commune with God and there is no open hours or closed hours? We can always go to the altar because there's a fire that is burning. Amen. And I believe in that. And I'm glad for that. For me, even as a child of God, I have to bring my sins to Jesus and they say, God, forgive me of my sins for that altar always has a fire that is burning. 
The priest would come along and he would take the sacrifice that we're reading about in Leviticus chapter 1. And three times he would clean this, uh, th- this part. It says in the ninth verse, it says, And his inwards and his legs shall he wash in water, and the priest shall burn all on the altar. Folks, I believe that God did not just give some. I believe God gave all in His only begotten Son. Now I want you to ponder what I just said. God does not give us some. God gave us all that we stand in need of in His Son, Jesus Christ. When we talk about an offering made before God that's approved by God, you need to know this and you need to remember this. Folks, God has approved the work of Jesus on the cross. God has done that. But the question is, has God approved the work in your heart? I will be thou clean. If you have heard those words spoken in your heart, and I don't mean exactly those few words, but if you have ever been spoken to do by the Spirit of God to tell you of your cleansing in your life, you have a work that God has approved. But how many people roam this earth that have never heard the words or the voice of the Lord speaking to them that you are saved, that you are clean, that you are a new creature? And we see here that he says, uh, and he says, and he begins to wash. He said, his inwards and his legs shall he wash in water. You see, before this sacrifice ever had to be made, it had to be clean. And I don't want to imply to anybody that Jesus needed to clean his life up before he died. Because absolutely do I not believe that Jesus sinned. The human beings that need to clean their life up before they leave this world is you and I. We're the ones that have got to clean our life up. You may say, well, preacher, I'm living right. I'm doing right. I do what I need to do. I'm not asking you on the outwardly. It's said here, but his inwards. Starts inwardly this morning. So the question is this morning, have you been cleansed inwardly this morning? You see, Jesus, notice what it said. His inwards and his legs shall he wash in water. In other words, if there's going to be a sacrifice that's going to be put on an altar, and if you can envision an altar that has a fire, you know what it means. There's a fire burning. You just keep bringing your your, your sacrifices, and we're going to burn those on an altar. You bring yours and put them on. You bring yours and put them on. You bring yours and put them on. There's a consuming fire that is there. When God gave us Jesus Christ and He sent His only begotten Son not only to live for over 33 years, not only did He die, did He resurrect again, there's still a fire that is burning that can cleanse the life of an individual. And that's what I want you to know this morning is that if you're clean this morning, you're not clean because of what you have done. You're clean because of the words of Jesus through the Holy Spirit saying, I will be thou clean. Have you ever heard Jesus speaking to you? I can remember a night very plainly that God spoke to me. Nobody had to whisper in my ear and tell me that I was a saved individual. I knew it because I felt the Holy Ghost begin to speak and I felt the Spirit of God come upon me and I knew that I belonged into Him. But we see here in these words that it tells Him, it says, He took His inwards and His legs and He said He had to wash them in water. You know, there's one thing I believe about Jesus is that He didn't just come to clean up the outside of a man. I believe He came to clean up the inside of a man. What needs to be cleansed about you? You know, here we are. It's Sunday morning and we all get up. And I'm not saying we all take a bath on Sunday morning or clean up. But you know, we all clean up. We put on our clothes and we come to church and we're here. But you know what? We're not bad at cleaning up the outward man. 
But there's not a one of us that has the ability of ourselves to clean up the inward man. Not a single one of us. No matter, no matter how good you may try, no matter what you may do in your life, you cannot clean yourself up. You need Jesus to do that. And that's why the leper, and we're going to get to that in a minute, but the leper had a need, came to Jesus, and Jesus said, I will be thou clean. You know, this morning, if you're trying to clean yourself up, all these people will tell you, I say all these people, people out in the world today will tell you, if you just live right and you do what's right, you're going to go to heaven. Folks, you need to hear the words of Jesus somewhere in your life where you've been spoken to saying that you are clean. And you know what? If you're forgiven and you're clean by the Spirit of God, you are clean indeed. And that, you don't need anybody else to tell you that. But Jesus began to tell them that. And here we see under this Levitical law it says they would take his inwards and his legs and they said they would wash them in water. I often wonder why do we need to be cleaned up? Why? why? Do you believe there's good people out there in the world? Let me ask you that question. Do you believe there's good people? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to answer that. I believe there's good people. But you know I believe there's good people in hell right now too. Do I believe there's evil people out there? Yes. There's evil people in the world. There's evil people in hell. I also believe that there are saved people that had evil deeds, but they've gone to heaven. Not because of their evil deeds that they've done. They go to heaven because of the work of the Holy Spirit in their life. But now that's a little, little trickier. Why? Because he says, not only are you clean inward, he said your legs are going to be clean too, which means your life should exemplify, your walk should exemplify and mirror what has happened to you inwardly. A lot of times people may say, well, there you go saying that if anybody that wants to go to heaven, that uh, they, they can get saved and live however they want to and they're still going there. I believe your walk will change you. When I say wood is, transfer, is transformed, when it's burned, I believe when you and I come to an altar and that's, that fire is always burning, I believe God can change us. I wonder even right now in the gathering of this people, is there anybody here with something in your life that you need to bring to Jesus and consume it upon that altar. Folks, there was an old lifestyle that I had inside of me and I had to bring it to Him. And you know what? He just didn't just take away my old lifestyle. He gave me a new one that, that, that is exemplified in the New Testament where Paul talked about that we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. Here it talks about how that we're going to take His inwards and it says there and He says, and wash them in water. Who we are by nature. But he goes on to say too, his legs shall he wash in water. He was clean, but he also does the cleaning. Not only was he the one sacrificed too, he is the sacrifice. Jesus was a sacrifice to God. And if you believe in the Trinity or understand the Trinity, then we understand that not only was He the one sacrificed to, that Jesus in the second form of the Trinity, He was that sacrifice to be offered unto God. And here's the, the good news for all of you this morning is, God has already approved the work of Jesus. When he was crucified and he was put in that tomb and he was, uh, was laid in that tomb and three days later he rose again. God approved that work. And you see Jesus, if he speaks into your heart today as we read there in the book of Mark, I will be thou clean. If he speaks into you this morning, God has already approved that work because that's God speaking. And he says here that his legs shall he wash in water. Do you believe this morning that Jesus needed to be saved? No, it's not that he came to this earth to clean his life up. Folks, he came to this earth to clean your life up. 
He came to this earth to change you and who you are. Let me read, if I may, over in the book of 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5. And notice what he says in the 12th verse. For we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give occasion to glory on our behalf, that ye may have somewhat an answer to them, which glory in appearance and not in heart. Now this, this is the beginning here that Jesus is talking about how that, that again, the heart of a man and how that, that, that people need to have that change. But let's, let's skip on down to about the 18th verse. Well, let's go to the 17th verse. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Again, the heart, the change that happens. In all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given us the ministry of reconciliation. Skip down to that very last verse now. For he hath made him to be sin for us. Jesus didn't clean his life up. He came here to clean our life up. Who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You know, this morning I thank God that we have one that can clean us up on the inside. But let's look at what happens here in the book of uh, Leviticus chapter 1 and verse 9. It says, But his inwards and his legs shall he wash in water, and the priest shall burn all on the altar. All on the altar. I'm reminded of a scripture found in the book of uh, Acts, if I may find it in just a minute. Acts chapter 1. Acts in the very first chapter. Third verse, it says, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion. In other words, after he went through the, the, the suffering of the crucifixion, by many infallible proofs being seen of them forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. You see, Jesus, I believe that not only was he crucified, I believe he resurrected, but I believe he wanted to prove to people that he was a risen Savior again. Here we are in 2022 and the same desire of God is that He might prove unto mankind that they can have an experience from death unto life and know it. And I want to tell you, I'm going back to what I said in the very beginning. If I say something that's different, if God, the one that can speak life into being, and He says, and let all the, uh, let there be light and let animals be. And if God can just speak these things, if He can say, peace be still and calm the storm, and they wondered, what, what manner of man is this? If he can speak that, then how real is it for them to have an experience? Folks, if he speaks unto you, I will be thou clean, you're going to know it. And I believe in a no-so experience with God. And notice what he's talking about here. He says, and the priest shall burn all on the altar. There's a fire that goes along a lot right here in the book of Leviticus. And if you ever want to just sit down and study Leviticus, study that. We're just talking about the first one, the burnt offering. But the best part of the burnt offering is that fire is never going to go out. It just keeps burning and burning and burning. I wonder how many people in the midnight hour have turned over and said, God, is the altar open that I can commune and get cleansing from my, my inwards and my legs that I can live a good life? Do I believe that fire is burning? Yes. Do I believe that that fire only burns for Sunday morning or during a revival? No, I believe that that fire is always burning. It's a consuming fire. For you and I today, do you have anything that you need to bring and to give unto Him 
that he might consume it? I'll tell you this today, there's I, over and over again, do I have to go to this altar and say, God, why don't you cleanse me as he said here? But his inwards and his legs shall he wash in water. But he goes on to say, and he says, and the priest shall burn all on the altar. You see, I believe that there is a fire that is there. I believe there's a judgment that is there. You can read in Luke chapter 16 where there was one that it talked about, the rich man, that he was tormented in these flames and he was hurting and he was going through a pain. And the reason was, it's not just the flame that was hurting him, it was being separated from God. We talk about hell and, and, the, and the pain of, of what it means to be burnt. And by the way, a burning sensation is very excruciating pain. And I mean, it's very sensitive. It doesn't take much for you to be very sensitive. But even that does not compare to being separated from God. How many people right now are separated from God? Well, preacher, I'm still alive. I can't be separated from God. If your soul is in sin and you are a sinner, you are dead and trespasses and in sin, and there's a great gulf between you and God, and that needs to be fixed. And that is bridged together in the person of Jesus Christ. Here, notice what he said, that the priest shall burn all on the altar. You see, not just anybody can go before God to make a sacrifice. It has to be one approved by God. Aren't you glad today that we have a high priest in Jesus Christ that can take our sacrifice or the sacrifice of God, take it to God and say, God, here it is. Here is what it is. And if, 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 if Christ is going to take your works before God, God's going to say, that's not good enough. But if he takes the work that Jesus did on the cross, if he takes the works that Jesus has done in his life, in the cleansing that he has done, God will approve that. And it says, And his inwards and his legs shall he wash in water. But he goes on in to say, notice we keep reading there. And he says, And an offering made by fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. You know today we are easily classified as a people-pleasing nature being about us. That we want to please people. But notice what he said there in that verse. It says, A sweet savor unto the Lord. Ephesians chapter 5. Now hurry along. I don't want to read all this in its fullness here. Ephesians chapter 5. Be ye... Well, again, we're talking about clean the inwards. He said, and also clean the legs. Ephesians 5 and 1 says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love. This is where it gets a little interesting. Do you believe that a person that has been spoken to by Jesus, I will be thou clean. Do you believe that their walk changes in this life? They do. It happens. There's a change that happens. He says, And walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given Himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. This morning, are we glad to know that we have a sweet-smelling savor? For in the book of Mark chapter 1, we read about a leper. We read about a leper that for all these years, we've gone through a time with, with uh, airborne diseases, I guess is the only way I know to describe it, and that, that you have to kind of isolate and stay away. That's kind of what leprosy was. 
You isolated yourself from your family. Nobody could come around you. Nobody could touch you. Could you imagine the loneliness of a leper? Probably brought him food and sat at the door and said, sorry, but we can't come in. In other words, you can't have that fellowship or relationship because you're a sick person. Many years I grew up in church. I could be sitting right in the congregation of the people, but I felt like a leper because I did not have a relationship with Jesus like they had. It's not that they didn't invite me in. It's not that they didn't want to be a part of the church. The only way you can be a part of that is to be saved by the grace of God. I will be down clean. We see this leper was sick. Family probably took care of this leper. Two different occasions of the leper. This is one of them. The other is about the ten. But this particular case talks about a leper that nobody would want to touch. You see, this idea was this. This goes back to the old Mosaic Law. That if you're around someone with leprosy, then if I'm clean and you've got leprosy, then I contaminate myself and I become sick or vice versa. If I've got leprosy and you don't, you come around me, then you get what I've got. So does that mean that if Jesus comes around a leper, that he's going to be contaminated? Actually, he doesn't contaminate. He cleanses. That's what Jesus does. He cleanses the life of people. Do you know spring cleaning is a very biblical concept? That's what it means when they were getting ready to have a, a, a time of the feast of the unleavened bread. They wanted to make sure there was no dirt and there was nothing unleavened in a house so when they made the bread that it would be pure. For a little leaven can leaven at the whole lump. So the idea was they would spring clean their house by wiping every crack, every nook and every cranny we might say of everything in a house. They wanted to clean it up because there not needed to be one speck of dirt in the household. My household's not like that. I wish it was, but it's not like that. That's just the nature of it. We all have houses that probably are not spotless, are they? But I'll tell you this, there is one thing about me that is spotless. And that is my soul. My soul is not spotless because I have found out the magical formula how to live a good life. My soul is spotless because of the work of the Holy Spirit. My soul is spotless this morning because there was a time in my life when Jesus said, Be thou clean. I'm clean today not because of what I've said or what I've done. I'm clean today because of those red letters that Jesus spoke. He said, I will be thou clean. And it says in that 40th verse of that first chapter of Mark, and there came a leper to him. It says, I came a leper. That's pretty wise. If you're in trouble and you've got need, you need to go to Jesus. It says, appeared unto him. And notice what happens. It says, beseeching him. Well, that's a good place to go and it's a good humbleness to have. Kneeling down to Him. I believe the leper had respect for Christ and what He was doing in His office. But He goes on to say, If thou wilt, thou canst make me whole. We'll make sure we understand the translation of this. He didn't say, if you have the power, cleanse me of my leprosy. That's not what he's saying. He said, God, if you would find favor with the condition I'm in and the need that I have to be clean, I know that you have the power to do it. I'm praying that you will do it. You see today, there's a difference in a person coming hoping that they can be saved versus knowing that, that God has the power to do it. And also knowing that 
there was not a deserving element to him. He said, if thou wilt, thou canst. And then he goes on to say, if thou wilt, make me clean. Here's what I want you to notice about this leper. And I'm going to hurry along. The leper never tried to call his disease something else. The leper never tried to cover up and say, well, it's not my fault that I am a leper. The leper said, you know what? I am sick. I'm a leper and I need help. There is nothing wrong with the sinner saying, I'm lost and I need to be saved. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's not just words that come out of your mouth. It's words that come out of your heart. What needs to be cleaned today? Do you need to clean your mouth? People put soap in the mouth all the time trying to clean up their language as they say and try to clean their, their bad mouth. It's not the mouths that need to be cleaned. It's the heart of a man that needs to be cleaned. And we see here that the one said, Jesus, he said, I'm sick. He said, I've got a disease about me. Nobody, there's no relationships with other people. I don't have a relationship with you. He said, if thou wilt, he said, thou canst. And he says, make me clean. But I like what he says in the 41st verse. And Jesus moved with compassion. Oh, today there's a lot of people that have some pretty smooth words. They've got some really good actions. They're just, they're, they're really good at what they, they can move people. But let me tell you, there's a difference in moving people versus moving Christ. What we need today is people to get their hearts in a place that they will move Christ. And Jesus moved with compassion. And notice what he said. He says, and he put forth his hand and he touched him. And he said unto him, I will be thou clean. He said there, I will. First one, the, the, the leper said, if you will. And Jesus said, well, I will. He said, you've got this need. I can supply this to your need. Aren't you glad today to know that no matter what your needs are, that the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ is exactly what you need. It's a sacrifice already pleasing unto God. He said, I will be thou clean. Why was the leper cleansed? You can say that because he was in the right place and met Jesus... He was cleansed at the command of Jesus. The only way that you're ever going to be saved is not by your own words. It's by the mercy and the grace of God in the words of Christ. Jesus Himself said, I will be thou clean. Leviticus said, but his inwards and his legs shall he wash in water. Do you need to be cleaned up this morning on the inside? And then it's going to clean up your walk. Your legs are going to be clean and you're going to keep working and you're going to labor for the Lord. And I've said this and I'm going to keep saying it because I deeply believe in it. Folks, we're not working to get ourselves to heaven. We're working because we're on our way to heaven. Have you been cleansed on the inside this morning? I can't. That, that's what's so magical about what we do. I cannot look on the heart of any one person here. There's some good people here. And I, a house full of people that are good people. You live good lives. You do good deeds. But I cannot tell you if you've been cleansed on the inside. But I can tell you what Jesus did. I know His work. I know the work that is on the altar. I know what He can provide for you. And I pray that He would do that for you this morning.
God bless you this morning. Let's get a song. I will. Not just by my words, but Jesus saying, Be thou clean. Has he spoken that to you this morning?